Our guest this week says that no is a sacred word. That putting your foot down and saying no and meaning it is a healthy thing. Anybody else struggle with that? I know I do. But our guest says that when you're not able to do that, there there may be some trauma there. He says no is a holy word. And yeah, learning it will make your brain happy. Welcome to another episode of Happy Brain. My name is Heather Parody, and thank you for joining us as we explore the fun side to mental health by digging into the simple hacks and fun tips to make your mental health journey more enjoyable and your brain a little happier. Y'all, so I connected with Jamal Marshall over on LinkedIn, who is a podcast host and certified counselor. Someone recommended that he come on this show. And when I connected with him, I was like, oh, snappy snaps. This dude is freaking fire. What he shares today about learning the word no and meaning it took me to church. It's about to take you to church as well. This is something that a lot of people struggle with because we love people. We want to help people. We want to be good people. Saying no is kind, generous, and even sacred. We're about to dive into all that here in just a second. But listen, y'all, I would love to hear from you about how we can improve the show, make it better and better for your own mental health. We have a survey linked up in the show notes. It's survey.happybrain.fm. It's just a few questions where we can get to know you a little bit more and ask you how we can serve you. And as a thank you, we'll be entering participants into a drawing for gift cards. So, I mean, there's that too. Again, that is linked in the show notes, but let's get into this uh, conversation with uh, with Jamal. He said, he said that no is a sacred word. No is sacred because if you think about sacred and I'm not trying to even be religious here, you know, obviously I'm a person of faith, but I often even tell clients no is a holy word. That means when something is sacred, You put your foot down and you actually mean it. And if you think about the terms of no, when someone asks us for something or to do something, or can we be somewhere or are we available? A lot of times that no is not a definite no. And when that no is not a definite no, for those of us who have insecurities in that, that feel like, you know what, I need to actually hedge my bets. I need to say, no, I can do it. There's trauma connected to that. And so when you tell yourself, you know what, this no is a sacred word. I cannot be there. I cannot do that. I will not be available. You are literally positioning yourself to actually fill your tank so that what you are present to, you're fully present to. And in so many ways, I, Heather, I just can't, I think of my own childhood, my own younger adulthood. I never said no to anything because I did not want to be rejected. The concept of somebody not liking me, not ups, not accepting me. That was like death to me. It's like, well, I'm, I already feel dead inside. I don't want to die another death. And so I never said no. And I was always worn out, but also full of resentment. And I only had myself to blame for the resentment. Now, the trauma that's attached to different things that happened throughout the childhood and young adulthood. But I had to teach myself, you know what? I'm saying no. And I mean no, because this no is sacred. This no actually positions me to have a greater effect elsewhere or to come back and have a greater effect at another time. I told y'all y'all weren't ready. I know I wasn't ready for this. I mean, I feel like I was already in therapy, like the first five seconds talking to him. (laughs) So good. Because, you know, I don't know about you. I was, I'll say the word conditioned, especially growing up in a religious environment that, you know, there's almost like this service mentality. If you love people, you're going to just say yes, right? No feels like not only unkind, but almost harmful, almost not empathetic. Because if you are in the business of serving people and loving people, 
why would you ever say no? That's funny that you should bring that up <laughs> because I think of, and, and granted, whatever faith a person may or may not jam with, you think of the woman who was, who needed something for her daughter, whose daughter was possessed. She was told no by Jesus. Jesus said no. <laughs> or think about Lazarus, who was actually dying. Jesus waited two days. So it's like, no, I, I won't be there. I'll get there when I'm ready. Wow. <laughs> and that, so those no's at the time, it seemed like that's the harshest thing you could say to me is, is to tell me no. But that no positioned him and his disciples to be where they were meant to be. Let's make it practical. Let's just take take the Bible or, or whatever faith completely out of it. You know, we are preconditioned in spaces of faith or even nonprofit, you know, in, in help organizations. Like if you do say no, then you are a bad person. Uh, and so a lot of times we act out of guilt, but we don't act out of real love. Like you said, I, like, I need to be loving if I say yes. But it's like if this is birthed out of guilt as somewhere and somewhere down the line, there's parts of me that are dying inside because I am wearing myself thin and I'm going from an empty vessel. I'm, I'm pouring from what is empty. That's why that no and practicing those boundaries and being intentional is so important because you look up and you're like, where did the last five years of my life go? And was I in a position to actually fulfill what I came here for? Tell me when I should know that it's a no. It's funny thing about our gut, and I don't want to get medical here. Go ahead. <laughs> do you? But it's funny just that that second guess, you know, when you get that text message or you you play that voicemail back and you feel pressured. And it's almost like, when you're in the position where the person's telling you, you know, you you can't say anything but yes, or you kind of get that you think about the world of B2B and, and business where you you it's almost like if you said no, you were like giving them the finger. And it could be in family because family can sometimes be the hardest folks to practice boundaries with. It's like, are you asking me or are you telling me? So when you feel told <laughs> and I'm not talking about from a child honoring their parents, but as an adult. Yeah. That this is what you have to do, or this is where you have to be, or this is the availability that has to happen. It's like, you know what? I, I need to tell you no, not just for me, but also for you so that you mm -hmm. learn. So y'all know how people do. Sometimes you set boundaries and you start practicing the word no, and then they don't take that, right? Like they give you a hard time or try to make you feel guilty. I love the fact that I've been learning and have learned that I'm not going to argue. I'm not going to even waste energy want an argument. And I mean, I've seen even from, from family at times, like reams, <laughs> long texts of what I should be doing or, or where I should be. And it's like, you are telling me that this is my responsibility, you know, and that's when we have to sit and take that time to meditate and know what is my responsibility? What is something I would like to do? What is something I can do? And what is something that I have capacity for? When you know you don't have capacity for it, it's like, you know what? My no is no, because I don't have the capacity to actually do that in a way that will be helpful to you and helpful to me. Yeah. And so I need to take some time for me. There's going to be, with, depending on the relationship, where you may do a little explaining and there's people that we just have that measure of grace for. And there's others like, my no means no. We have to tell ourselves, I'm confident enough in my no that whatever the repercussions are, another door will be open. There'll be another opportunity. There yeah. is tomorrow. Yeah. There is tomorrow. You know, you you alluded to it at the very beginning, and I want to circle back to it. It takes a level of groundedness and getting really comfortable, I think, in your own skin and with who you are and what you believe you are called to do in order to be able to like 
stand there firmly and have that sacred no. And I know this is big and it's a process and this is where therapy comes in and all that stuff. But, you know, maybe with your own experience, how have you kind of gotten to that place where you're comfortable in Jamal's skin, where when you say no, you mean it. And you know that that's not saying anything with who you are as a man. I'm going to tell you, and I love the way you said it's a process. You know, back in 2010, I went to counseling because I, I, I needed it. I was in that space where I was, I had to be one of the most insecure people I know, scared of my own shadow. Never said what I meant, always said yes, always wanted to make sure I pleased everybody. It was very easy to control me, if I can say that. Really? Yeah. Interesting. People see this confident person now, but that that wasn't always the case. It was was really easy to kind of just get me to acquiesce and just kind of go under. And especially being a, a young person of faith, you kind of think, oh, that's the way of humility. You just, just go low, just go under. But all of it was burst out of fear and shame and resentment because I didn't want to be rejected. I just, I did not want someone to not like me, to not be pleased with me. And so it, it took a while to actually be honest and, and throw up in a counselor's lap about those pain points and actually address for me, it was my faith that it's like, I'm already accepted. I am loved you know, and actually take time to sit in that space mm. of who I am. And so it took a while. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you and say, oh, just in three days, I was just fine. But once it's like, once that became real to me, became clear to me, I never looked back. And it, it there's even times where that, that can creep back in, even in a professional sense of like, how many fires can I put out? And it's just like, Jamal, are you living your life in quadrant three, trying to put out fires that are not your responsibility? Or... Can you make it back to quadrant two where it's just like, what? These are my non-negotiables. This is what I'm doing. This is these are my goals for the day, my goals for the week, the month, whatever like that. And everything else is just an addition. I can take it or leave it. And I can also say what I mean, mean what I say and stand on that. And I leave the consequences to God. Does that mean that I'm just this jerk? No, I don't carry myself and have that type of energy about me. But when I say no, I mean it. Make sure you connect with Jamal. Isn't he awesome? Over on Instagram, he says he's the only Jamal Marshall over there. It's linked up in the show notes as well if you have trouble finding it. But before we go, Jamal, anything else? But I just want to leave your guests with this. Practice it. Fail at it. (laughs) Fall and keep practicing until it becomes a second nature. Remember, y'all, no is a sacred word. Hope you feel that in your bones today. I know I feel it in mine. Listen, if there's a topic that you would like to see us cover on Happy Brain, find me over on Instagram. It is at happybrainfm. Slide into my DMs. Let me know how we can best serve you. Now, listen, y'all, whether it is tapping into your subconscious with hypnotherapy, choosing to not believe everything that you think, or adopting no as your holy sacred word, we just hope you take a moment for yourself today, my friends. And keep that brain of yours happy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Happy Brain. If you enjoyed this, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an extra second, leave us an honest review over on iTunes or your Apple podcasting app. And until next time, my friends, keep that brain of yours happy. Happy.